Hello, my name is Sam Verplank, and today I'm going to be summarizing an article titled Validating Modeled Critical Crack Length for Crack Propagation in the Snow Cover Model Snowpack. And it was posted in the open access cryosphere discussions. Avalanche release depends on snow stratigraphy, and both failure initiation and crack propagation of a weak layer need to occur for an avalanche to occur. Snow stratigraphy information is tradi traditionally obtained manually by digging snow pits and recording grain type, grain size, and hand hardness. Alternatively, snow cover models can be used to determine snow stratigraphy. The model in this study is titled Snowpack and is driven with data from automatic weather stations. Stability assays are used to determine crack initiation and recently it was suggested to incorporate a model for critical crack length to determine crack propagation propensity. The researchers in this study incorporated that suggested model for critical crack length and compared it with observed data over the course of three winters at two flat field sites in Switzerland. At the field sites, 145 propagation saw test experiments were performed for seven different weak layers. To parameterize critical crack length into snowpack, the researchers converted snow properties, density, temperature, grain type, and grain size into mechanical properties, plane strain, elastic modulus, shear modulus, slab thickness, and weak layer thickness to calculate a critical crack length for these simulated snowpacks. To compare the simulated data with the observed data, normalized root mean square error was used for both probability of detection and false alarm ratio. So onto the results. The snowpack model reproduced the main stratigraphic features reasonably well. Overall hardness profiles agreed with observations and weak layers that were identified and tracked in the field were also present in simulated profiles. One exception is that snowpack did not simulate a rain crust that was observed naturally. The weak layer properties generally agreed well, specifically the slab density, the weak layer density, and the slab thickness all agreed well. However, the weak layer thickness did not simulate well. Onto the simulated critical crack lengths. They generally had an overall temporal trend of increasing as the winter went on and ranged from 4 to 468 centimeters. The observed critical crack lengths ranged from 17 to 121 centimeters, so a narrower range in the observed. And generally, the simulated critical crack lengths overestimated the observed critical crack lengths. To improve the parameterization of critical crack length, 
These researchers replaced a ratio in the original parameterization with a new parameter. Specifically, they replaced weak layer thickness and shear modulus of the weak layer with density of the weak layer and grain size of the weak layer. This improved both the, prop the false alarm ratio and the probability of detection. The, full, the first variable that was replaced is weak layer thickness, and there was a large discrepancy between observed and modeled weak layer thickness, which resulted in poor estimates for critical crack length. When a critical crack length is reached in a propagation stat test experiment, crack propagation occurs inducing the structural collapse of a weak layer. The collapse height is believed to contribute to extensive fracture propagation. However, collapse heights are generally around one to 10 millimeters in real propagation solid test experiments, which is on the order of the grain size rather than the thickness of the weak layer. While thus far remains unclear whether the collapse height relates to critical crack length and how it scales with grain size, it is plausible to consider grain size rather than weak layer thickness in the parameterization. The second variable that was replaced is the shear modulus of the weak layer. Thus far, there are very few measurements of shear modulus, and therefore shear modulus, shear modulus was kept constant in the original parameterization. So with the absence of a sound shear modulus parameterization, uh, it was replaced with weak layer density, and this improved the results. Clearly, the complex problem of automatically identifying weak layers and evaluating their stability in simulated snow profiles is not yet solved. Nevertheless, the results are an encouraging step in the right direction.